what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this. this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Brought to you episode TD Rocks or Rock and Metal Thrive. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. It is December 7th and yes, I'm feeling old. I am 27 years old right now and I'm still... I'm just a scene kid, I guess. Well, I mean, if you want to put it that way, I'm still podcasting, talking all these bands that are incredible in the scene. So I've got another great band, another great podcast coming for you today. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. First is Phoenix Fitness. Podcasters, podcast listeners, you guys know when it comes to mosh pits and concerts, (laughs) there's no stopping me. I never want to leave a mosh pit early because I am just that nuts. I love them and I don't want to miss out, I think, especially after the pandemic. So to be in those mosh pits, I have to make sure my stamina, top-notch, cardio game, top-notch strength, top-notch to be able to, you know, deliver the hits, handle the hits, and stay in there for as long as possible. So I hit the gym all the time, constantly running, biking, stairmaster, everything, and then lifting weights like a madman to make sure that I'm all good for this stuff. But I have to make sure I prepare and recover right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different pre-workouts, both stim and sim-free. I use the sim-free stuff because, as you can tell from this podcast, I am energy up the wazoo, and I don't need any extra stimulation in that sense. When it comes to other things they provide, they have different B-sibling recovery compounds. They have different proteins for your AM, PM, after workout. They even have plant-based proteins, creatines, multivitamins, whatever you might need to help achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has you covered. Our listeners get 15% off use the code MSOTD at fnxfit.com. Link description below. Also want to thank Custom Debuts. So Christmas is right around the corner. If you're looking for one hell of a gift to give to the music lover in your life, and you know what their music tastes like, check out Custom Debuts. They create these custom posters, whether it's on your classic poster paper or whether it's on something like canvas or even aluminum. And what they'll do is they'll take whatever artist you want and whatever album or whatever song you want and create a custom poster around that album or around that song specifically for your music lover friend, family member, whoever it might be. So the cool part about it is When you submit something like that to them, they will come back to you in 40 hours with a proof of what they think, you know, of a cool thing that you might like. And then you have as many revisions as possible until you give yes to the final product. So you can make it the way that you want to make it. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. So for the music love of your life, be sure to check out Custom Debuts. Our listeners get 10% of the code CPP10 at CustomDebuts.com. Link is in the description of the podcast to go check that out. So thank Custom Debuts. Now on to our feature presentation. So... This band, Bullet to the Heart, ooh yeah, their brand new album, Transcendence, is out now, and we talk about the album, how they wrote the album, especially through the whole entire pandemic thing, what the album really is about, and we go so deep in their single that came off it called Decay, that was right before the album came out, that it will literally knock your socks off, and well, you're going to want to stay in touch with this band, trust me, you're going to want to check out Transcendence, but do so after you listen to this podcast baby so are you guys ready enough with me rambling on let's get to the interview let's go yeah well 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 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls listeners of the chord progression podcast do you like you know hard rock alt metal you like something that's gonna really like hit you in the heartstrings well like a bullet to the heart. Hmm. I wonder why I said that because we have a great band on the podcast today. Their brand new album, Transcendence, is out once you're listening to this podcast. So hell yeah, make sure you go listen to it. But enjoy this podcast first. Then, so please welcome Audrey and Dreyer from the band Bullet to the Heart. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Hell yeah, what's going on? Oh, uh, not much, man. Just glad to have you both in the podcast. How's everything going in uh, your neck of the woods or in your area of the United States during this day and age? Uh, super busy, but you know, just trying to get ahead of the game, doing a lot of, uh, prep work for the, uh, CD. 
Sounds about right, because I mean, you guys are gonna have the CD release, the album release, and then you've got, you know, like what, a month and a half after the release for the rest of 2021 to get something going, then all of a sudden 2022 is already here. Just get rolling with whatever the heck you guys are gonna do, you know, more promotion of the album, live show-wise, it's just kind of like the preparation point at this time, right? Yeah, it's definitely one thing after another. That's how it's been the last couple months. It's been, because we, we released uh, five singles off this album. So it was single one, single two, single three. It was like video, recording, whatever. Just, you know, crazy shit. Just nonstop. But hey, especially, you know, from the past, like, let's say like year and a half, almost two years that we've had, especially with the pandemic, what else is there going to be able to do? Like work hard and make it happen. That's basically what you had to do at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we did, man. We uh, we wanted to tour more because we started officially touring nationally in 2019. And uh, during the pandemic, everything got shut down. We had two tours cancel and uh, we just started writing music and we wrote music. I met up with my guitarist twice a week for like nine months, just banging out demos and songs. Dang. I mean, when it comes to hard work, and I mean, that pretty much says it all right there when it comes to really working on music, working on life, you're working with your guitarist two times every single week for nine months straight, you're bound to come up with like a shit ton of demos that you're able to build off of work on and then send to the rest of the band and just let that roll. Yeah, it was definitely uh it was definitely a grueling process, but it was also like rewarding because like we definitely got to like buckle down and like work on music, you know, like work on actual music. It wasn't just like oh, this sounds cool, throw it together. It was like, no, let's do this, rework it and change it, see how she feels about it because she's got a right to it. And it was, there was a lot of like, uh, it was definitely like a communication building experience. Well, it would have to be, especially at this point. But then again, let's go back to again the pandemic when you guys are working on this stuff, writing this stuff. One of the biggest things you had was was time because when yeah. it came to touring, it go back to 2020, I mean, go. I remember like August and September, I'm just itching to go and see a live show and there was no live show in sight. So when it came to just any kind of music or any kind of anything that a musician that would have been working on, it had to have been music at that point or promotion, which I mean, you have to do both at that point, but you didn't have all those distractions of having to go out and tour or pressures to put out an album went during that time. It's, you know, everyone's kind of shut in. Why not just go to work and just go nuts? Yeah, no, and, that, and that's what we did, man. I mean, uh, like you said, it's uh, there's a lot of distractions. I mean, a lot of times we're itching to play shows so much that, you know, the single can wait, the video can wait, stuff can be pushed back. And it's like with uh, with the pandemic, everything was off. We were like, hey, what are we going to do? And it was like, well, we're going to work on some music. That's what we're going to work on, you know. So we did a lot of stuff in-house and then we sent it over to our guy uh, who just kind of mixed and mastered it all. And it just kind of worked out, you know. Just kind of worked out. I mean, I've talked to a, a large amount of bands and they have a very similar story to you where it comes to, you know, the pandemic hit, worked real hard to really create some new music so that, you know, when touring is able to come back, guys are able to go back out in full force and really capitalize on, you know, make up for those two tours that you got canceled on in 2020. Damn you, COVID. Still going to, you know, shake my fist at that like an angry old man yelling at a cloud. Ah! Because why not? <laughs> But again, it just gives it just give, gave everyone the time to write music, but really focus in on what they want to do and not just, you know, throw something together under a time pressure or like in some kind of just, you know, I have to get this done by this deadline. No, you had all this time and all this distraction time to just focus on that. And I'm not going to lie, when it comes to a lot of other bands I've heard, including yourself as well, with the music you've come out with, it's the quality that I've been seeing is just incredibly high because of that. And when it comes to Bolts of the Heart, it really fits in with that high quality standard that I've seen, especially with releases in 2021. Well, first of all, thank you. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, some of my, there's a lot of cool music that has come out during this, uh, during this time, you know, with a bunch of different bands. So it's, it's been pretty crazy. 
it's been crazy, but I've been loving every single minute of it. It's like, I kind of don't want it to stop with just all this incredible music coming out. Like, come on, keep, I'm, I'm just like, feed me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like every, uh, every Friday, cause that's like the kind of like industry standard for, uh, music releases every Friday, there's something new. And it's like, I got Spotify premium. So like every Friday it's like, Hey, new song. And I'm like, well, it doesn't hurt to check out. Right. So there's a lot of new music and new bands that I found just during this time. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's been one hell of a time. I mean, find all those new bands too. It also has to help with your music as well. Just to, you're finding new bands that you're picking up on certain things on. You're finding new things that you like, different influence that come in your music mix in there to really bring out, you know, some more power and some of the things that you might be talking about in some of these songs. Oh, absolutely. And it's been, again, it's been something that's been absolutely fantastic. It's been just increasing, especially when it comes to anything rock and metal and the subgenres around there, just increasing the quality of music that we're seeing put out. Yeah, no, it's definitely the, uh, it's the light and the darkness is what it, what it is. Yeah, went through all that freaking darkness and all of a sudden now we're seeing the light with all the incredible music and live shows back again and just, ha, ah, yes. Yeah, I'm really, really hoping 2022 is, uh, is what it's cracked up to be, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I hope so too, just because I'm just already seeing, you know, all these crazy tours that are still getting announced. I'm just like, come on, just keep, please keep coming my way or come anywhere within like an hour and a half to two hours of me. Cause I want to see as many of this as possible. It's literally going to be like the, the Futurama meme with Fry. I'm just gonna be like, take my money now. Take my money. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what's going to be. So Audrey, a quick question for you. So when these guys are working on these demos and like all these different things they're coming up with, What's it like when they were sending this up to you when you came to, you know, writing the lyrics and writing the vocals over top of these to really make sure that all the instrumentals that they were working in, the vocals that you had and the message you want to portray in these songs really all connected. So as they were sending the songs to me, um, I usually listened to it a couple of times and I let the song kind of speak to me. I let it kind of tell me what it wants to be written about. Um, it is very frustrating at times. I'm not going to lie. Um, there are some demos sent over and I spend months and months and months listening. And I'm like, ah, I just can't get anything to this. And um, we'll, we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation and he'll say something or trigger a topic. And I'll kind of roll off of either lyrics or ideas. We kind of just like bounce ideas off of each other. And he'll give me like a simplistic version or like a roundabout idea. And then I'll take that and kind of run with it. But sometimes it, it just doesn't run. And that's what happened while we were writing. Like a lot of the songs just didn't run. And we had to keep going back to the drawing board. And we were getting frustrated because like I was like, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And uh, they were just like, well, what can we do? Like, what do you want? Like, they were sending me demos. They were like, what do you want to be taken out? What do you want to be added? And yeah, was it was like, like I don't know. It was like, do you want something heavier? Do you want something more feely? Like, you know, and she was like, I don't know. I just want good music. I just, yeah, I like, I didn't really know because like, I, I write about everything under the sun. So I was just trying to like touch on topics that kind of hit close to home, but also like what was going on and. It was a, it's, it's a nerve wracking process, but it got done because we have an album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it definitely got done because you got an album. But one thing that you said that really speaks to, I think something that I consistently say is when it comes to writing lyrics around music and especially when the rest of the band is creating something, you let the song speak to you because when it comes to the way instrumentals are written, and especially in my mind, it really is the foundation of the 
kind of the storytelling of emotion because we're constantly just relating certain things with certain th sounds emotionally like especially when we'll get into decay a little bit more but when you bring the piano in there it just adds this much deeper emotional connection especially with the tone because whenever a lot of people hear those tones especially from piano it hits with us in more of an emotional personal state so letting the music really speak to you to really let yourself just kind of get immersed in it and then right around that it really lets everything flow so much more naturally, especially when it comes to the end product and comes to us, the listeners, and really get deep into it. So when it constantly comes to just, you know, you're not sure what you necessarily want to necessarily want to go with when they're saying the demos, what to change, what to add, what to subtract. I mean, it, it is, you know, can get a little frustrating at times, but it does work out well in the end because you're going to end up finding something that really connects with not only you guys that are writing the instrumentals around it but also with audrey writing the lyrics and the vocals over the top of it so everything comes together as one whole cohesive unit Absolutely. yeah and and it's really just kind of like uh like i said during that process it's really like fine-tuning and figuring out what works when it works like i feel like timing's a huge indicator for that because like if she's in a certain kind of mood you don't want to give her the other one you know what i mean like there were definitely times where it was like let's do something heavy and new. Let's do something slow. Let's do something mean. Let's do something uh, aggressive or slow or meaningful. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of like personal stuff that went on during that time. So it was like, how do you wrap that around doing this as like a business as well? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you want the song to be good. You want it to be relatable, but you also want to have yourself involved in it, you know? Oh, absolutely. And especially as during this time as well, one thing I keep seeing is a lot of artists have leaned into what was going on and leaned into the emotions of what was going on, especially over the past year and a half, because all of us have went through it, but all of us felt very differently about some of the things that had been going on. Might have been just the way that, you know, your mind is wired, you know, different viewpoints that you have, different mindsets that you have. So a lot of it just, I've seen a lot of bands just really lean into just, you know, what was going on, the emotions that you felt, and really writing music around that. And even if it's sometimes, you know, get using as an escape, like I'll use the Ice Nine Kills record as an example. Yeah, it's all based around horror movies, but it was one hell of an escape just away from reality. And listening to the album, I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. But then there's a bunch <laughs> of other bands out there that wrote, you know, more personally, wrote more about what was going on, more of the emotions that are around there. And it still really connects and gives us more of this historical, emotional text when we listen to these songs that have been coming out since then to really understand what we felt during that time, what was going on during that time in our minds and the emotions that were surrounding everything. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, uh, that, that was that was a hard one because like we didn't want to be too cliche about certain things, yeah. you know, but it's really hard to like, like she said, like it's really hard to put things in a word sometimes. So, like I, I'm not a writer, like song, like a lyric writer at all. So I would give her this basic thing of like how I feel or how the situation is feeling. And she'd be like, oh, I got the words for it. And that's something that she's really good at. Well, yeah. And that's like important because I'm not only writing songs, like from my perspective, I want the instruments, the people that wrote the instruments to also to hear their sides of everything and also try to convey their emotions. Cause it's not just a one man band. I have three other people. So I really like to thoroughly listen to them and their thoughts because I want to convey myself. I want to convey them and I want everybody to relate to that as well. That just kind of speaks more to the chemistry you all have as a band because specifically what you said, Audrey, when it comes to really trying to portray these emotions, portray these stories so that everyone, the band relates to them in some way. It's really taking a look at the, where the song is leading to, where the message of the song you want to go with, but how this core emotion of the song 
is really going to take hold because when we listen to songs, you know, especially from all different viewpoints, we all end up relating to them in so many different ways because we've gone through different things. We're from different places. We have different backgrounds. We've experienced so many different things. So we're going to relate to them in different ways. But where we all come together with these songs is where that core emotion is. So if everyone in the band is able to relate to that core emotion, instrumentally, lyrically, vocally, us as listeners, we're going to be able to do the exact same thing. Yeah, and that's something I just love about doing music. You know, like everybody, whether it's a small show or a big show, everybody's there for one reason. You know what I mean? And it's their own personal reason, but like we're all there together. And that's something that like uh, COVID kind of took from us for a while. It was like, I, I don't get me wrong. I love releasing music videos. I like seeing those views go up, but it's like, there's nothing like playing in front of a crowd and hearing the stories and watching people give it their all like that. That to me is something unmatched, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like when I finally got to go to my first show, like really full show since the pandemic hit, I still remember it was like, okay, band goes on. I'm like, okay, let's just see what happens because I'm not sure if anyone's going to be weary or anything. All of a sudden, just full on mosh pit started within the first five seconds. And I just oh, smiled. Yeah. I'm like, I am a home and just went <laughs> literally went into there head first. Uh, yeah. One of our, uh, one of our first shows that we attended, uh, when everything came back was uh, dance Gavin dance and Vail Amaya. Uh, and during the slow songs and the intros people were just moshing (laughs) and it was funny because you had like tillian who you know the vocalist comes on stage and he goes wow nobody's ever moshed to that intro before because the intro just started people were like yeah i get it and it was like dude we didn't start yet (laughs) people needed a lot loose man that's that's what that's what was needed the same thing happened with me with all of a sudden it was like that show i went to because it was in uh at the West Chicago Social Club in West Chicago because it was, uh, I think it was Victims had their release show for their album. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Sleep Waker was right about to release their album and they were opening it for that show. And I had had one of the guys from Sleep Waker on the podcast, so I wanted to go see him play live. I'm like, this is my first show. Literally, the whole entire time, I mean, this crowd is moving consistently. People are going in their head first. No care in the world. But of course, after every single song, everyone's giving each other high fives, hugging each other. A couple people were crying because it's like, we finally got back to this. It was such this powerful, emotional thing that we were all back in this. That family moment is there because we all relate so positively to the music, to some of the bands that are there and to the sounds that we hear that when we get in that moment, we can come from all different places. We can have all different perspectives on life. But in that moment, we are just all one big family that's just happy to be there. Yeah, and that, that's something I love, man. It's it is it is a beautiful thing. So, I mean, unfortunately, like you said you guys had two tours canceled because of the pandemic. Again, shaking my fist at a cloud like an old man. Damn you, pandemic! Because I feel like I still can. But do you guys have you know more live shows coming up now, especially now with the new album out and the uh, pandemic kind of well socially seizing in a way where tours are happening and live shows are just kind of going full force once again, thankfully. So we had a couple shows um, already this year and we actually just played our last one in Wisconsin. So we're done for the year. Um, It's time to go back to uh, kind of into hiding and prepare for next year. But next year I can't release anything yet, but we're going to come back touring. Well, two things for that. One is, thank God you guys are coming back and touring. I understand if you can't say anything because it's not fully announced yet. Totally understand that. Second one is, your last show was in Wisconsin? Yeah. Where? Uh, Wausau. Okay, because I was about to say, if it was close to me, I was going to be really, really mad at myself that I did not attend that show. But <laughs> yeah, Wausau's a little bit out of the way. So. Uh, were you at Milwaukee? Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty deep in there. Yeah, it was in uh, it was the Polak Inn. Okay. So it's uh, this cool little lounge place. So we, uh, I have a, uh, I'm friends with the uh, drummer of one of the bands, and he kind of promoted the show and booked us on it, and uh, he did a great job at getting a bunch of people hyped for us. So we just threw down. We played a played a set, played some of the new stuff, sold some CDs, met some great people, and we're like, all right, that's our unofficial album show, and we're going back. You know, we're done. Well, I mean, if if you guys had one hell of a show for your last show for the year, and then having as like your album release show with that kind of a response and that kind of a crowd, oh yeah, you guys won that one for sure. Yeah, it definitely felt good, man. I mean, it was. It, I like. Uh, I mean, I like hometown shows. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes being out of the element, you just kind of just kind of throw down harder, you know, just kind of just like, okay, we got to show them what we got. And all of a sudden just go nuts. And then, of course, you're going to see people like us in the crowd just go absolutely ape crazy. See someone like me break a finger in a mosh, but then just be like, just tape it up. Let's keep going. Right. Yeah, put some duct tape on it. That's why you carry it with you. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much all. All I do is like, okay, just tape this up. It's like, okay, you might need to go to the hospital. Yeah, tomorrow. See you guys. I'm back in. Woo. <laughs> but that's but. just the way it is. So I also want, okay, jumping a little bit more into Transcends because of course that's the that's the new album you guys have coming out. One thing I was looking at when I was going through kind of like the press release I could see on the band and really trying to find out about the band. One thing I've seen is that you guys are writing music to help others through issues that challenge them, such as like mental illness, addiction, personal identity. When it comes to Transcendence, was that, you know, especially a huge topic when you're writing, when you're writing this album, you know, lyrically and meaningfully and, you know, instrumentally as well? especially of course what we'd all gone through during the pandemic and how a lot of these were essentially heightened because of the fact that we couldn't really socialize you know human interaction was pretty much at an all-time low at this point so was this a real big topic that ended up really working its way onto transcendence uh absolutely um we definitely wanted to end uh this series of we had three so we started off with the first album bulletproof which is very hard hitting angry classic hard rock just i'm mad at the world um went into trials and tribulations which was actually going through the trials growing from it and we wanted to end um with <coughs> transcendence um, which is just uh, transcending beyond oneself and finally learning from all of the pain, all of the suffering, everything that's been going on, and just realizing that there's more to this life than what we're like delved into. Um, and just working on ourselves from within so that we can outwardly, there was so much hate during the pandemic and it was so sad. Um, so it definitely like going into yourself and healing yourself so you can outwardly love others. I think we need to get back to, um, I think Gemini syndrome says it best. Everybody love each other. I mean, so it definitely played a, a huge, just, just watching that, just watching everybody just go to town on each other. It was very sad. And I wanted to convey that message of like, we're, we're all the same, you know, we all bleed the same blood. We're all just souls in a body i mean at the end of the day everybody should just love each other we should not attack each other and be at odds like this it's very um it's very sad it's not only sad but it's very unhealthy because we've seen oh especially some of the things that really happened due to certain things with you know a heightened sense of hate and a heightened sense of kind of intolerance towards a lot of other people that really showed during this time i mean not only just you know maybe within your inner circle but also on a national scale worldwide scale we we saw it all over the place and 
one thing that we did note, one thing that we kind of looked at was, especially in the pandemic, a lot of, we all kind of went through something similar in a sense that when the pandemic hit, all our lives got basically upended in a certain way. So yeah. in a sense, you know, we all have these different qualities for ourselves, but we all kind of are the same and we all go through the same things at times. So it kind of just speaks more to really creating more of that sense of humanity once again within ourselves and within the people that are around us along with everyone else that's in the world. Yeah, I definitely feel uh, just kind of going off of both topics there. I definitely feel like people, people don't understand that like we're all, we're all on this rock together. And sometimes if you throw a pebble a certain way, you're affecting other things. You know what I mean? Like the littlest thing that gets put out in the universe, whether it's on social media or whatever, it can affect a lot of stuff. And people don't really think about that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's, and a lot of times it's the focus is on the negatives of that as well, because one oh, a negative thing is yeah. put on there and you know, it's human nature. We tend to focus so much more on the negatives than the positives. So it's like every time, you know, if something positive keeps coming out and people are keep putting out positivity, that's great. But it's like that one negative thing happens and all of a sudden it's everyone's mind just focuses in on that. And then it grows and grows and grows because you're so focused in on that where the positivity around it just doesn't necessarily happen. But if it's the positivity is overwhelmingly, you know, kind of coming over it, that negativity, then you know, people are, people are more connected to each other in an emotional way. People feel more free to talk to each other. People feel more happy to kind of go out and socialize. It's something where, you know, the negativity separates us. It divides us. It kind of secludes us, but that positivity ends up bringing us together and really trying to bring that forward on this album really does a lot of help to really portray the difference between, you know, what we had gone through actually with all the different things going on through social media, hate, whatever it might be to really kind of bringing back more of that positivity, that connectiveness and that emotional connective uh, connectivity from one person to another. Yeah. And there's definitely uh there's a lot of different vibes on the album as well. So, I mean, we kind of touch a lot of different topics and some of the topics can be interpreted in multiple ways. Um, but I feel like, like, especially like in decay, the most recent one, like you're kind of connecting with the audience there, you know, like the one lyric is I'm just like you decaying from the inside. So it's like, you're kind of mentioning, like there's other people going through this. It's not just one person, you know, you're not alone, no matter who you are. Oh, absolutely. Again, the pandemic really showed that once again, we were all kind of went through the exact same thing in terms of isolation, seclusion because of all these different shutdowns and then a bunch of other stuff that ended up happening as well. But using that line in Decay is, well, you know, I'm just like you decaying from the inside. A lot of us have gone through certain things, especially when it comes to a mental or emotional standpoint as well. We've all gone through certain things where, you know, it feels like the people that we are truly on the inside kind of are decaying away because these certain things are really trying to pull us into other things that are going to make us be people that we aren't necessarily at our core. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Well, again, because I, I I dove deep into the song and I like I was taking a look at different things from perspective. So I got to ask when it comes to decay specifically, when you were writing the song, when you're figuring out, you know, where the song would take you, what was the overall meaning behind it? Because I saw what the press release said. But before I did that, before I looked at what the press release said, I went through it myself. I listened to him like I got to figure out the meaning for myself. And afterwards, I kind of feel like I was a little bit like in a different space, but kind of like a little bit of like a connective space, same time too. But again, all depends upon perspective of what where I, what I've gone through when I listen to it. So got to ask when it came to K, what'd you really write the song about? What's the meaning behind it? So for me, uh, the meaning was um, 
I, uh, a, a lot of it kind of tied, I was starting a kind of like a new like friendship with uh, someone who is down in Florida. Um, she's going through a, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Don't stop the wall That's there. why we don't throw water bottles. <laughs> Just leave it. <laughs> anyway, um, I was kind of, uh, like building this relationship with her and, uh, she was going through a lot of stuff. She's going through a, uh, uh, transition phase at the moment. And there were a lot of times where I felt like we weren't on the same ground. Um, and then I kind of thought like, how could I scale this to where people could like really feel this? And I thought, well, everybody has that somebody where you're always having a back and forth with them. You always want to relate to them, but at the same time, you feel like you're a burden to them. Um, and you don't realize that they're feeling the same way. And so in the verses, that's what I was trying to kind of convey was, you know, like that I hear your cries, you know, I'm slowly killing you. You're slowly killing me. But, um, at the same time, we're just here to help each other. And it comes together in the chorus where it's like, you know, I, I won't fear when I'm the one who's lost because, you know, we're both lost, um, but we're both the same. We're both decaying from the inside. I, I wanted my audience, my bloodline members, my fans to know, like, no matter what you're going through, I am here for you. And I'm, I'm just a message away. Like I have so many of our fans in hard times, reach out to us and we we're always texting them. We're always talking to them. Like anytime our fans need us, we, we are there. So I wanted to solidify that in this song, like, no matter what happens, reach your hand out. I'll catch you. Like my hand is there no matter what you need middle of the night, middle of the day, wherever I, I will always be here for you. So that's what I wanted to convey with that. That's an incredibly powerful thing to convey. And I, I should say this, if you're looking for, if you're looking for another band that does something like that as well, to really kind of find another band that connects like that, you should check out the band dying oath. I've had him on the podcast before I've, uh, I saw him at blue Ridge. And we talked about a lot of this because they feel the exact same way that Decay really represents. So if you're looking for another band to connect with, look, check up Dying Oath because I feel like that would really fit in with, especially with what Decay brings. Yeah, I've I've heard of uh, I've heard their music. I've never met them personally, but that's really cool to know that. Yeah, just making more connections. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so like when I was going through Decay personally myself, it was, I did get a sense of that where it's, you know, a lot of us kind of like decaying on the inside, but it's just a lot, the people that, you know, we connect with, even though if like we're kind of, you know, two different people and it's, things aren't going very well, it's, we still want to, you know, the best for people. We still want to find a way to help out even in times where it seems like, you know, things aren't going right. For myself specifically, I took it from more of like an actual relationship standpoint because, it went a lot more personal with me because I looked at it as like the last moments in a dying relationship when it's kind of just decaying into nothing. And you can feel that specifically on the inside, you kind of try and show it on the outside, you know, that everything's okay. But on the inside, both people are just hurting by the, uh, by, especially just by staying in this, because you know, you might, you still want the best for people, but you're just not necessarily connecting in the same way. It's just, there's just, there's just some sort of misconnection that's kind of decaying through that. And it shows the moment when it's best to kind of just, cut that loose at times and not really fear going into the unknown of being kind of a, you know, on your own at times. It is scary, but it shows how kind of cutting out, you know, certain decaying relationships, if it's personal, if it's toxic, whatever it might be, might be the best thing in the long run. 
That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I like that. But again, it just it's really interesting to see, especially what you guys mean by the songs and how someone like me takes it because we all take it in so many different ways. But especially when it comes to that core emotion of relationships and kind of wanting the best for something, but like that misconnection that's just not really working out at that moment. That's where the core of the song comes in. But it's all what we go through personally. That's where it branches out to the specifics and how we all relate to it. But we all listen to it. You know, you guys are playing it live. We're all in the crowd. We're all coming from different places, but we're all coming in the middle of that core emotion. Yeah. And again, like that's that's my favorite part about I mean, like and thank you for sharing like that story. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that I like to learn and kind of hear about, you know, like because you never really know what someone is truly feeling or going through until you hear it. You know what I mean? But you'll, even then you'll never under, pro, you'll never properly understand it, but it's, it's very interesting to hear the uh, alternate uh, feelings or versions from, cause like she wrote it for one way, but you could hear it in another way. And I think that's really cool about music in general. Yeah. Because the way that, you know, especially Audrey, the way that I took it where you wrote the lyrics, especially in that first half, it's kind of like looking for like looking at one person's perspective and the second half second verse is looking at our own perspective of that situation as well. So you're getting that dichotomy between two different people just within the way that the verses are written lyrically. Nice. It's very well worded. I'll say, because even when I go deep in the song, like I got the, like, if I can find the lyrics, I got them pull up on one screen. I've got the song going on the screen. I've got a Microsoft Word document on another. It's like, I'm, my eyes are like, do, 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 just constantly going back and forth, like making all these different connections. I'm like a, it's like a robot noise. It's like, Neh. yeah, you're scanning all the, all the codes at the same time. Pretty much. It's like, you know, it could be like the T800 at this point, but uh, that might not be the best idea. I'm not big enough. Like I'm not Arnold, so can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> But like going into like the song as well, like diving deeper into it, the intro was something that no matter what way you take it, especially instrumentally, it just set the stage perfectly. So when you guys are writing this intro because it kind of has that like, I kind of put it back as like a held back feel at the start, especially from the guitars. But then it does give an ominous feel to the song. Then there's this piano riff that kind of comes in. It brings a fuller motion. Guitars and drums kind of come more melodically to bring in this fuller kind of like crescendo kind of style to really take us into the full intro but it's just the way that it kind of has this held back feel to build up into it and the piano the way it is it brings forward that emotion that proper emotion that you need to relate to this song it just puts you right in the headspace right away with how that lead-in comes in so yeah yeah that uh dude that whole thing that came like way after we wrote the song yeah that was really? like the weird part. When we, when we first wrote the song, it, it was kind of more like Linkin Park kind of sounding. Yeah. It actually started with a guitar buildup. And then it went into that like three, four, like melodic sound. And it, it wasn't as dark uh, when we wrote it in the demo. And like when we were doing post stuff and we were kind of like setting the tone for the vocals, we were like, you know, let's kind of take it back, make it a little darker. Um, we have a song called War that's on our second CD. We were trying to kind of outdo that song because that song kind of does a similar, like a very similar but different feel. So we were kind of like trying to outdo that. It was really, really strange how it came together. Uh, and that piano part that was originally written on guitar. Really? It was, yeah, it was, it was just like a it was like a little like guitar notes that were supposed to be in the background. Yeah. And we just we made them into piano. I don't know. It was really weird. But it, it was, <laughs> but in my, in like in my mind, it was such a smart move to put the piano part on there again yeah. because of just the emotional connection that people have when they hear 
any sort of piano. It adds so much more to this deeper, this more kind of just intense emotional style because especially in rock and metal, anytime you hear the piano come in, you, you know you're going to feel it, especially in your oh, heart. Yeah. Well, and especially uh, the, the big decision, I guess, that influenced that is uh, it, it's when we decided Decay should be a single. Yeah. When it was just a song, it was just a song. It was a jam. It, you know, lyrically, it was still emotional. It was still meaningful, but it's like, it was, the vibe wasn't there. And it's like, when we were like, Hey, this is, you know, we had, we had, we had, uh, we ended up writing 20 tracks for transcendence and only 15, uh, got finished. And we chose out of those 15, we chose 11. Um, and those 11, we were like, Oh, you know, which ones are we going to do? Which ones are we going to finish what well, you know for singles and stuff we really put a lot of time into that towards the back half of that uh process so mm-hmm. we decided like yeah we're just gonna go full-on single very breaking benjamin heavy it was the vibe on it we we wanted it you know we wanted it heavy man we wanted it uh to be a vibe and emotional and that's kind of how it came out i guess pretty interested <laughs> oh absolutely so two things on that one is breaking benjamin s with that heaviness with the way the song is melodically built up, that is one hell of a comparison to make, and it's a very accurate comparison to make, especially bringing forth the emotion through this kind of a track with that. Second thing is, what we talked about like really right at the beginning of the podcast where during the pandemic, you know, right, and you had so much time to really work with these things and try as many things as possible to really make sure that what you had would come out. I mean, take a look at what you said. The intro had a completely different feel, completely different sound to start out with, and you added towards the end. But what came out, especially how I looked at it, I mean, it sets the tone for the song perfectly. It adds that heavy emotion to it, no matter what way you look at it in terms of kind of just a connection that's decaying, a relationship that's decaying. Whatever way you look at it, it's going to bring forward that emotion within you. So it, it, it's the perfect placement. And again, it could come right at the end of the whole entire process, but better late than never. Yeah, no. And again, that was one of the uh, one of the advantages we had, because like a lot of this stuff was written. Uh, we Some of the demos were written in 2019. And then in 2020, we didn't touch the stuff for a while. You know, so we like we, you know, whipped out. Oh, yeah, let's check the files. What stuff we didn't touch or oh, that that idea is a riff. You know, let's add more stuff to that. Let's add lyrics over that. Let's put the band into it. And it's like, like I said, I met up with Brian, uh, my guitarist, twice a week for nine months and we were just banging ideas out, banging stuff out. And then finally we were like, all right, we have a good kind of skeleton now to throw some meat on it, you know? So I, I definitely, uh, I'm really proud on how it came out, but it was definitely a big, big uh, challenge, but everything, everything happens for a reason, you know? Oh, absolutely. Cause sometimes those biggest challenges produce the greatest results. Yeah. It's always the, it's always the harder stuff too. Um, cause I like, like her with the lyrics, sometimes she's like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what vibe I'm going for. And then I'm like, it's not done yet. Trust me. It's going to, it's going to be great. You know, like, like I know there's no backtrack or the drums aren't finished, but trust me, it's going to be fantastic. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, going a little bit more into decay as well. The verses specifically at this point, cause I do want to get to the chorus and the chorus just kind of preceding this, the chorus, it was not gonna lie, it was the vocals that really blew my mind on this one. But when it came to the verses, it was more the instrumentals that really took it away for me because what I looked at with the verses, you had that same melodic pacing. It kept up consistently. But the bass guitar was really taking more of the press in with this slower, yeah. deeper build, especially in the you know, the first half. But the second half comes in, the piano enters, the guitar is playing a little bit slower, yet higher notes for the top end. 
even in the second half of the second verse, the guitars are melodically chugging along the back, so they add some diversity to it. But it's all with that build that really works out once again, because I love how it starts out with that deeper bass sound, because again, you're breathing the bass guitar, a little bit more of this prominence to it, but it has that deeper tone to it. It produces this deeper emotion. But then, of course, bringing the piano back in, it just really sets the tone for that emotion of decay once again. And it just, it, it connects so many different things through and through. It feels like, you know, you know, again, it's like the depth of the relationship or the struggle you might be going through to really open up to a relationship because there is that lack of a connection. And the piano not being lost, it adds to the emotion of both sides of the argument here, whether it's from one person feeling decay or the other person in relationship feeling decay. It, it hurts more in a way as the piano builds, but that's exactly what you need in my opinion on this track. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm so glad that you're so into it. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, like when I said, I go deep into a track and I'm like, I don't want to miss a single piece of it. It's just, there's going to be certain things that come out here. And I always like, I mean, I've been really diving deep in the music for like, I think three years up to this point, something like kind of the way I do it every single year. It seems like every song I do, it takes longer and longer because I just keep going further and further into yeah. it. It's going to come a point in time where it's like, I'm going to end up like trying to review like a full album. It's going to take me like three days to do it. It's like, cause every song is going to take like an hour, hour and a half of me just like meticulously trying to like understand every little bit of it. Well, especially uh, like just on the topic of like our song, uh, we do a lot of layering. So like you can listen to the song probably a hundred times. You're going to find something new if you, if you really dig in there, you know? <clears throat> Oh, absolutely. You know, get, get me a shovel. Get me like, the, you know, the pickaxe. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go deep. I'm, I'm looking for fossils here at this point. <laughs> I need some TNT, man. Um, Yeah, call call ACDC up. But we're going to play that song <laughs> while I literally try and blow the song wide open. Be kind of cool, Let's though, if I get ACDC <laughs> to come here, though. But that would probably be very, very, very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> not Not really kind of in the financial place to really make that happen. However, when it came to the chorus, though, I do want to speak specifically to the vocals on this one because it was the thing that really sold me on this song specifically because when it comes to you, Audrey, it's like the vocals has this fuller tone, this more melodic, in my opinion, melodic symphonic style to really play into the emotion of accepting what is in front of you, whether it be the end relationship or that we're all going through hardship, whatever it is, with the accenting piano helping make this a more powerful thing. However, it was the accenting heavier sometimes unclean vocals that were in the background and i say accenting because they were further drawn back to really complement the cleans that audrey that you had in there again the mix is lower on them to not overtake and have more of this subconscious feel it feels like something else is a kind of agreeing with us in a way whether it's our subconscious mind or the other person in the kind of relationship whether it's a friend relationship intimate relationship whatever it might be however you look at it the symphonic tone from audrey really helps set the tone and lets kind of those unclean underlayings really show the power that those vocals have in contrast yeah i absolutely i mean that was uh when writing that it was that i was thinking of breaking benjamin i was like what would breaking benjamin do and it was like oh cleans with some screams in the background that's what we're gonna do with some harmonies like layer it up like it, it was just a total like when i when i heard it at the bare bones i was like yeah this is this is breaking benjamin we're writing it like we're writing as if we're breaking benjamin let's go yeah that uh i think that has the most vocal layers on the album it does yeah so cuz uh in that chorus uh i'm i'm the one screaming yeah uh i'm also singing and then yeah. brian is doing harmonies and uh he's got one other thing there 
Is he doing the octave? Yeah, he's doing the octave as well. So you have three people. I think it's like four to five tracks each. Yeah. To <laughs> harmonize that sound. It, it's super weird. I told you. We got really weird with it. If we want <laughs> to be powerful. Yeah, powerful and we, uh, we tried something new, you know? Yeah. Yep. But by trying something new, especially with the way that it was done, it just brought out so much more of this power behind this song. And again, I love how everything works out in contrast with all the layers because you have the uncleans and the, and the heavier vocals that are in the background, but they're the way they're layered, the way they're mixed in, it's so much lower to the point where it just, it adds some more of this, so much more of a heavier bass, but through its contrast, Audrey, it lets your vocals so or soar so much more higher above them where it's like the contrast against them, they're kind of fighting each other, but that contrast is proving to let both shine more fully and it really lets us really, you know, dive deeper into the track emotionally because we're kind of able to hear both sides, whether it's from one person or another or from yourself and your subconscious mind right within those vocal sets. Absolutely. So I got to ask, when it came to like the layering decision on that one, how'd you come up, how'd you figure out the layering decision to like really make, you know, Audrey with your vocals be more on the forefront, having those unclean vocals and those heavier vocals so much more lower and kind of lesser on the volume mix? Because again, that was a huge reason why I believe this worked out so well. So the uh, original version, um, the screams were way louder. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, and it was weird because I liked the song. I couldn't stand the chorus and I didn't know why. Yeah, that was a big problem for him was the chorus. <laughs> like everybody else is like, oh, it's good, man. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, something's, something's bothering me and it's in the background. And so like when uh, Jake and I, Jake's our producer, uh, when Jake and I were going back and forth, we, we, you know, phone call back and forth, back and forth. We we're trying to figure out what it was. And he goes, Hey, I have an idea. I need you to trust me. And I was like, all right, man, I'm going to trust you. And the next mix, I was like, I don't know what you did, but I love it. And it was that simple volume knob, just turning it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we definitely, definitely, if we, it would have gave a completely different vibe if the screams were like more in the forefront which is what usually when we mix the tracks we always want like the harmonies or screams we always want those kind of in the background to just complement my voice because my cleans um are always very powerful so when they were like when it was like more to the forefront it kind of sounded weird you didn't get that emotional vibe that you get now um, so kind of turning that down just a little bit, letting it complement everything in the background. Um, definitely after hearing that, I was like, yeah, this, like, this is, this is it. This is what we need. Like that brings out that powerful tone. But then um, it's funny that you use like the other person. Cause I always love that. I always love the duality of songs. Like it's not only me, but it's somebody else. So like hearing the screams like that, it's like that thing in the back of your mind or that other person, that's like such, that's such a good representative of it. So we want that in the background so that you can like hear the vocals, but then it's like, oh, there's something else in the background. Yeah, it's lurking. Right? Yeah. That's like lurking in the background. Yeah, cause, yeah, it, it absolutely works out, especially the way that I took it and like the way that I related to a, one of the past relationships I had. It was somewhere it's like those cleans out in front reminded me of just like, you know, wanting to potentially make this work and just wanting to work through this and like, okay, we can do this. But of course, that was, uh, those screams in the background, the kind of like the voice in the back of my head saying, you know, is it actually the right thing to do? Is it worth it? Is it actually the right thing to do to split this off completely 
and they go your separate ways because that might be the best thing for you at this moment and best thing for her at this moment. It, it really spoke to me on that end. And then when it comes to kind of more of that, you know, friend kind of thing or just kind of trying to create this emotional connection to the point where with somebody else that you don't, that you're either, you know, closely connected with or maybe very farly connected with, wherever it might be, that it kind of creates that connection where it's like, okay, you know, I'm trying to reach out to you. It's like, but I'm still here. It's like, even though you might not be reaching out to me right now, it might not be connecting. I'm still here. So it's just that duality just focuses so much in on providing whatever way you look at the song, whatever connection you make with the song, that duality points to everything with those vocals. So yeah, that's pretty much where I'm stuck with on that one. Like why I think this is like, again, the p- most powerful part of the song. Cause when I heard it, I was just like, <gasps> this is it. This is it. <laughs> I, like, I like the way you're uh, wording stuff. Yeah. It's really awesome. Oh, well, th- well thank you. I, I I really take the comment to heart because it's something like when I go deep in these songs, like I really want to pull out as much as I can as possible because of how powerful I see music and how powerful I know a lot of other people connect with music, whether they're as, you know, more aware of it or not. But everyone connects with music that they love so emotionally. And again, like we were talking about earlier, when it comes to the meanings, it's we all go through different things. But when we all relate to a song, it all boils down to this core emotion that we all connect with. So again, where I'm seeing things and where you're seeing things specifically might be completely different, but when we really kind of talk about them, we can see where each other is coming from, from each a different perspective, all because we can relate to that core emotion that the song is portraying. Yeah. Sometimes it's definitely hard to put uh, things in words, but you're doing that. Fantastic. I'm better than, than we could sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to like run like a, like one of those like master class or something. It's like Kevin's increase your wordiness and then just. I'd probably just ramble on for like an hour. <laughs> Dude, I can listen to it all day though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. New, I'm going to start another podcast. Kevin's increase your wordiness and just ramble on about well, more music, of course, but because that's what I love to do, but just really going deep on some other wacky things. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. That would be definitely right. kind of crazy. Go, But for all of you who've been listening, when it comes to decay specifically, what you guys know, one thing I like to do, especially after we're done talking about song is, Really kind of give you this overall summary of why I looked at it. Kind of more of that like summary press release style kind of thing to see how I would put it. So for Decay, I'm going to read exactly what I wrote because I always write this down. Never want to forget it. So I wrote, overall, no matter what way you take the song, its core message and theme surrounding disconnect between you and someone else really plays well into itself with its heavier alt metal style from the instrumentals. But the accenting piano helps build up the emotion in your head to let the chorus come at you full steam in terms of emotion of understanding that you are not alone in how you feel in that situation. The vocals from Audrey use a deeper symphonic style to accent the piano and that accenting piano adds to the building of the emotion of disconnect. Her chorus vocals would work well on their own, but the addition of the uncleans to accent those show more of this understanding from the other side and congruence of it whether it is your subconscious mind or the other person in the relationship. It gives us a melodic drive to not go into this time in life with fear. And there's a powerful emotion of portraying a song like this. Wow. You're hired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much all, all these podcasts. It's me talking to you guys just basically trying to do, you know, press release job pitches, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm into it. No, I, I love the way you worded that, dude. Like, seriously, like that means a lot uh, to to us that you're like the way you like you're taking things and putting it into words. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it as well, especially as the people that wrote this song, put the time and effort in this song so you can see also personally, you know, and for everyone else listening as well, you can see how these songs all can connect to them, how they can connect to me. And then while you're listening, what I'm hoping you guys are doing is making the connection to these songs yourselves. As well, especially if you've already listened to them. If you haven't listened to them, especially if you listen to Decay, I implore you, go listen to Decay. Well, right after we're done with this podcast, because you're going to, you know, you're not going to want to miss the end of the podcast because, well, why would you want to miss the end? That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so as we kind of, you know, wrap this up, I got one really more question about, uh, well, one really more question. That's kind of a weird way to put it. I mean, I'm into it though, you know. There goes my increase my wordiness from here. Just it's starting to sink. It's starting to sink. Well, that's just the way you go. Hey, so, it's getting late, bro. It's getting late. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about, you know, a little bit when it comes to 2022. Again, Transcendence will be already out by the time this podcast releases. So make sure you go listen to the whole entire thing. But, and when it comes to 2022, we've talked about the fact you guys have some tours in the works. You guys have some stuff planned when it comes to getting out, playing live shows again. Just can't announce it yet because it's not official. Not going to make you announce it. But are there any other wacky random surprises we should be looking out for in 2022? Uh, mm, new music? Maybe. More new music even after a new album? I'm into it. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, we, we may do... And you're going to hear it first because we haven't told anybody. Uh, we may do a deluxe version because I told you there were 20 songs written. 15 <laughs> were completely finished. We only gave you 11. So maybe you'll get some acoustics. Maybe you'll get some alternate versions, maybe some brand new stuff you've never heard before. And uh, during this crazy time, uh, we were working on Transcendence. We also went and recorded with Justin from Miss May I. Really? Yeah, we did a whole CD with him. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> some of that stuff, maybe. Yikes. There's, you guys have so much stuff just still on the back end from Transcendence. And a whole other CD you record with Justin from Miss May I. There is so much stuff that's going to be thrown at us in 2022. I think the best thing to you know, say about that is we don't know what we're going to get as fans from Bullet to the Heart. But one thing we can make sure of is we're going to want to make sure we keep up with them and follow them on anything we can because... When those surprises drop in 2022, new shows, maybe a deluxe edition of Transcendence, you know, maybe some crazy new songs they wrote that they worked on with Justin and Miss May I, you're not going to want to miss them. Yeah, you're definitely not. follow us everywhere because uh, we're, we're, we're in it. We're in the, we're deep in it right now. So yes, we are. <laughs> oh, well, it, you know, I'm going to make sure that happens. So as we bring this podcast to a close, one thing I like to do at the end of these podcasts is give you guys a chance to say anything you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever you want to promote the end so audrey draven floor is yours all right well like we said follow us we got some surprises coming um make sure you go on facebook join the bloodline that's what we like to call our fans so if you're a bullets the heart fan you are automatically a part of the bloodline and uh everybody love each other let's spread the love stop spreading the hate yeah, uh, Transcendence is also available everywhere, uh, 1119, uh, everywhere streaming, music videos on YouTube, uh, got new merch, merch will be available next year on tour, but also on our website right now. So you can get some of that uh, on the road stuff right now if you go to our big cartel site. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, now it's time for me to end the podcast with not one, not two, but three very specific things. First thing is first, we just talked about the fact that you're not going to want to miss out on anything that Bolts of the Heart is going to be coming out with in 2022. New shows, 
maybe new music from you know the stuff they recorded with with Transcendence. Maybe the stuff they recorded with Justin for Miss Man. There's a lot of stuff you're not going to want to miss, and you want to be part of the bloodline because hell, there's so many other people that can be part of it. You're going to want to end up being like family. It's like a family that we got going here. So you're going to want to follow both our on all social media platforms. You're going to want to check them out online. You want to buy some merch from which I also implore you because why the hell not? And when it comes to Transcendence, you're going to want to listen to them. You're going to want to stream. You're going to want to download it, but. I know what you guys are going to say. Kevin, just do what you normally do. Take all the links that you can find for the band, put labels on them, and put everything in the description of the podcast so that it's a one-click, one-stop shop for us to just find everything bolt to the heart so we don't have to search up on our own. And you're damn right I'm going to do that. So look at the description of the podcast, all of their links for social media, YouTube, where you can stream them, where you can buy the album, where you can get some merch, where you can keep up with them. Everything is going to be down there for you. So you have no choice and no excuse to not Get in and follow Bolts of the Heart. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Now time for number two. So, Audrey and Draven, when it comes to these podcasts, I always like to tend to make a promise to the artists having this podcast because I love having you guys on the podcast and it always ends up like kind of like a, a thank you for being on the podcast. And I only do this to the artists that I absolutely enjoy having on the podcast. So this has happened 100% of the time. And you both have not broken this streak so far. So the promise nice. to you both is this. It is, this is not an if. This is not an if kind of a promise. If implies possibility of not happening. This is a when because when implies it's going to happen. Time frame still to be determined. Reason being is because when I get to see both Heart perform live for the first time, my promise to you both is this. First round's on me. Hey, hey, there you go. And and I tend to enjoy making good on my promises as well. So, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. What do, what do you what do you drink? Um, I drink anything that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, well, Raven, I mean, like you like yesterday, like I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm from the place where, you know, beer flows like water. So beer is always, you know, a go to for me. Otherwise, when it comes to hard liquor, I'm always partial to tequila and gin. It is a very weird three things that I enjoy, but you know what? I stick with it. He likes the tequila, man. Tequila. It It makes me social. All right. I'll be at the, I'll be at the bar. You guys will come up and be like, bartender, five tequila shots, please. I'll start just like, hell yeah, dude. I'll say, I'm going to see Audrey just like, yes. I'm going to see Brian just like, yes. Raymond's going to be like, and then hopefully Tom doesn't throw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Tom's going to throw up, you know, we can all just give him like the, the placebo shot. Just like, okay, it's just tequila. It's actually water. <laughs> we we give him a heart. We, uh, that, that's from, uh, uh, we did tequila shots with Psycho Stick. Yeah, and he, and, and uh, uh, he drank the night before, so he wasn't really having it the morning of. You know what I mean? He didn't. He didn't fully go. He didn't. He didn't fully chuck back. So he kind of choked on it. Ooh, yeah. Well, well, if if he so desperately needs it, we will get him the salt and a lot of a big slice of lime. You know, to <laughs> take care of. Poor that. Tom. Poor Tom. Poor I love Tom. him. <laughs> Poor Tom. But yeah, he's not here, so we can roast him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't like that mentality. <laughs> so, Audrey Draven, as we close out this podcast, I can nowhere in good conscience end this by saying goodbye for a couple of reasons. One, goodbye seems way, way, way too final. Like, this is the end because no, 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 this isn't the end. 
because it can't be goodbye. I have a promise to keep to you guys to see you perform live in first round. I mean, we got these tequila shots. And as time goes on, if there's some more crazy stuff that ends up coming out, I might have to go back to Sean and be like, hey, Shauna, can I get Bullseart back on the podcast? Because there's some crazy stuff that we got to talk about. Hell yeah. yeah. Yes. So I'd love to have you back on the podcast. So goodbye. Way, way, way too final. So I'm going to end this podcast the way I like to end these podcasts by saying, see you later. Yes. See you later. Whoa, 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 folks. That's my interview with Draven and Audrey from the band Bullet to the Heart. Again, Transcendence is out now, so go take a listen to it. You're going to want to follow along with Bullet to the Heart online and become part of the Bloodline because let's be honest. Let's be just fully honest. They talk about some crazy, insane stuff they've got coming up for us in 2022. New live shows, possibly a deluxe album for Transcendence, possibly new music they wrote with just from Miss May I. There's, there's so much that you could get into with this band. And the family mentality behind it as well. You're going to want to be a part of it. So be sure to follow them on all their social media accounts. Be sure to check out their website. Check out their merch. Uh, be sure to check out Transcendence. Be sure to stream it. Order it. Buy it. You know, help out the artists as well. And just follow along and become part of the bloodline. Because you know we did. That's why all the links in the description of the podcast for you to check out. Also check out the Corporate Crush Podcast online as well. I know all our social media accounts say MSOT Rocks at the shooting this episode, but as of January 1st, everything will be Core Progression Podcast. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, along with the podcast, 5 Out Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. So links are all in the description of the podcast below. Please follow along with us. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, and if you're already following the podcast, can I say one thing to you guys? Thank you! Okay, I just want to do that like Bill Burr did. Like, no, turn your head and say something! Because it's kind of funny. Also, again, thank you, sponsors, Phoenix Fitness and Custody Abuse for sponsoring this episode. Again, for their promo codes and the links to their websites, check out the description of the podcast. They're right there for you. On that note, guys, I can't wait to have Bolt to the Heart back when they, you know, come out with some new stuff. This was a fun one. I can't wait to not only have Audrey and Draven back, but bring Brian and Tom on as well. Let's make it happen. That's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching the Core Progression Podcast. President of the City Rocks, Rock, to Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!